You might think that VPNs are only for the tech savvy, but the reality is that using the internet without it is like writing an important report and forgetting to save. You might be fine, but what if your computer crashes and all your hard work is gone? I always use ExpressVPN because whenever you connect to a public Wi-Fi like that of a cafe or airport, you are exposed to hackers using that network. And you're more vulnerable than you think. Anyone with cheap hardware could gain access to your financial data and passwords and sell it on the dark web. A VPN creates a layer of security that not even a hacker with a supercomputer can get past. I can't surf the internet without my ExpressVPN and I can't stress to you how much I recommend it for your online safety. It works on all devices and it's so easy to use. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash be amazed. That's expressvpn.com slash be amazed and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash be amazed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the digital age, there's a gold mine of talk-worthy trivia and mind-blowing knowledge just a few clicks away. Few people have the luxury of full-time internet surfing, but that's where I come in. Buckle up for another installment of Incredible Facts You Never Knew You Needed. There are more fake flamingos in the world than real ones. What's this? Imposters pretending to be flamingos by painting themselves pink and standing on one leg? Put the pitchforks down for now, because you'll know a fake flamingo when you see one. You might even have one in your front yard, especially if you live in Florida. I'm obviously talking about those garish plastic garden ornaments which became a beloved staple of trash culture. America's answer to the garden gnome was first designed in 1957 by Don Featherstone and mass-produced by Union Products. The Featherstone Flamingo came dangerously close to extinction in 2006 when Union Products went out of business, but faster form corporations purchased the copyright molds to resume production. Nowadays, there are around 2 million walking, squawking flamingos in the wild, but their kitschy plastic cousins outnumber them by the millions. I wonder if a Featherstone flamingo could go incognito in a real-life colony. A dancing plague killed dozens of people in 16th century France. It's July 1518. A woman named Fra Trophée has started dancing in the streets of Strasbourg in Alsace, France. Nobody knows why, but she dances constantly, all day and night. Within a week, 34 others have started dancing too. There's no music and things are getting pretty weird. By August, 400 people are now dancing feverishly. This can only mean one thing, a so-called dancing plague. Authorities are at a loss. Local physicians announce that the plague is a natural disease caused by hot blood and they prescribe one thing, more dancing. To accommodate the growing number of dancers to guild halls and open air grain market and even a wooden stage with paid musicians are erected for continuous dancing. Unsurprisingly, this strategy was a total disaster. 
As the contagion worsened, it was reported that 15 people a day were dying from heat exhaustion, strokes, and even heart attacks. To this day, no one knows why dozens of people danced to their deaths. Maybe they'd got their hands on an early release of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. A man once ate an entire airplane. Everyone has guilty pleasures when it comes to food. Fries with ice cream, pickles by the dozen, or an entire Cessna 150 airplane. That might sound crazy, but it was a mere snack for Michael Lotito, or Mr. Eatall, who ate that very aircraft in 1978. Seats included. I say 1978, but it actually took Latito two years to gobble the plane, so he wasn't really finished until 1980. That wasn't the only unconventional snack he ate either. His other conquests include 18 bicycles, 7 TV sets, 2 beds, 15 supermarket trolleys, a computer, an entire coffin, dead person not included, a pair of skis, and 6 chandeliers. Now there's a strange last meal request. Latito's taste for the inedible began at 9 years old when the glass he was drinking out of shattered and he started chewing the fragments. This behavior surprisingly wasn't discouraged by doctors who determined that he just had a super thick stomach lining and resilient digestive system. His technique involved breaking objects down into smaller digestible pieces and downing them with mineral oil to keep his throat lubricated. Surprisingly, Lotito died of all natural causes in 2007, but I'd still lay off eating the furniture if I were you. A buttload is an actual unit of measurement. Ever heard someone say they drank a buttload of wine last night? If that was really true, they wouldn't have lived to tell the tale. You see, a butt is quite a stupendous amount in the alcohol industry. It's a pretty old term nowadays, but the measurement refers to a casket or barrel traditionally used to store whiskey or wine. Two full barrels, also known as hogsheads, generally equal one butt. Yes, two heads make a full butt. It's really that stupid. The capacity of a hogshead depends on its contents, but in the US it's generally 63 gallons, which means a buttload would be around 126 gallons. If two glasses of wine are enough to have you seeing double, you should probably steer clear of ordering a buttload next time you hit the bar. Boston once experienced a toffee apple tsunami. On Wednesday 15th, January 1919, residents of Boston's North End neighborhood heard an ear-splitting bang, followed by the almighty rumbles of what sounded like an earthquake. Before they knew it, an enormous wave was heading towards them. But this wasn't any old tsunami. It was a surge of sickly sweet treacle. A 90-foot-wide cast-iron tank of crude molasses had exploded in the heat 50 feet above street level, unleashing 2.3 million gallons of the stuff without warning. The wave, some 25 feet high at its peak, hit the neighborhood at 35 miles per hour, demolishing buildings, carrying cars, and even knocking a railroad car off its tracks. Some residents were trapped waist-deep in the stuff, while the less fortunate were engulfed in the sticky mass altogether. Horses died like flies on paper and reports say you couldn't tell who or what lay writhing beneath. 21 people were killed in the catastrophe and 150 more were seriously injured. Eyewitness accounts said people arriving at hospital looked like human toffee apples and so the event became known as the Great Toffee Apple Tsunami. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much does a cloud weigh? Clouds seem to float so effortlessly in the sky. Well, you should probably know that if the sky really did fall, those fluffy white blobs would be well worth running from. Forget bounding along the clouds like feather-light pillows, because scientists now estimate that the average cumulus cloud, the everyday variety, actually weighs a whopping 1.1 million pounds. According to Peggy Lamone, a scientist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, a cumulus cloud has a water density of half a gram per cubic meter and an overall volume of 1 billion cubic meters. That's 500,000 kilograms of water, or about 1.1 million pounds. To really visualize that, just imagine 100 adult elephants floating above your head. But how do clouds stay afloat? Well, that's all down to the way the weight is spread out into millions of tiny droplets over the space of about a kilometer. No need to get too paranoid. Researchers once turned a cat into a telephone. It's 1929, Princeton University. Professor Ernest Glenn Weaver and his research assistant, Charles William Bray, are kicking about in the lab when they have a light bulb moment. Hey, do you reckon we could turn a cat into a telephone? This was no throwaway hypothesis, and before you knew it, Chuck and Ernie got their hands on everything they needed to find out. Enter one sedated but very much alive feline. First, the men opened the cat's skull and attached one end of a telephone wire to its right auditory nerve, then attached the other end of the wire to a telephone transmitter. Ernie then took the receiver into a soundproof room 50 feet away and had Chuck speak into the cat's ears, and to their surprise, it worked! There's no record of the first words spoken through kitten transmission, but let's assume, in the immortal words of Adele, it was something like, Hello from the other side. Unfortunately, Chuck and Ernie got a little trigger happy after their initial success and decided to kill the cat and try again. This led to another crucial discovery. Only an alive cat can be a telephone. What does OK stand for? According to author Alan Metcalf, OK is the most frequently spoken word in the world. But what does it actually stand for? Historically speaking, OK is an abbreviation for the phrase all correct. But how could that be when there's not even a K in sight? Well, it turns out millennials aren't the only ones who like to butcher words for the fun of it. That trend actually started back in the 19th century. The word first appeared in a Boston newspaper in 1839 when an editor, clearly trying to get down with the kids, decided that the new hip way to spell all correct was all correct. During the 1840 election campaign of America's 8th president, Martin Van Buren, supporters formed a club that was affectionately named after his nickname, Old Kinderhook. They called themselves the OK Club. And the phrase was so inescapable that it stuck forever. Butterflies taste with their feet. Could you imagine anything worse than having the soles of your feet lined with taste buds? Rewearing a pair of socks from the laundry basket or accidentally stepping in a suspicious stain on the carpet would probably spell disaster. For butterflies, this is daily life. These flying insects have receptors on their legs that are similar to human taste buds, but 200 times stronger. The craziest part is that adult butterflies don't even eat. They only drink. 
So why the weird tongue feet? While butterflies don't need solid foods, caterpillars do eat a lot. In fact, as soon as they arrive, they chow down on the leaf they're born on. Their voracious appetite means parents need to select their birthplace carefully so that their offspring don't start munching a toxic plant and die moments after entering the world. Therefore, testing potential egg-laying sites involves basically licking them with their feet first. And the Mother of the Year award goes to... The inventor of the Pringles can is buried in one. In 1966, Frederick Bauer had a revolutionary idea. What if you stack chips neatly in a can rather than just tossing them into a bag all willy-nilly? It took years for people to appreciate the uniformity of Pringles after Procter & Gamble brought the idea to supermarket shelves. It was the 60s after all, and identical chips clashed with the whole individualism thing they had going on. Eventually, consumers came around and the Pringles can has earned its place in the Junk Food Hall of Fame. Bauer was so proud of his creation that he approached his family with a special request that he be buried inside one. Bauer's kids took this just as anyone might after discovering that their father's dying wish is to be buried in a discarded snack packet. They laughed it off. That is, until 2008 when Bauer died from Alzheimer's, aged 89. On the way to the funeral, the Bauer family stopped at a local Walgreens and headed straight for the snack aisle. They picked out the only reasonable flavor, the original, and sure enough, Frederick Bauer's ashes were buried inside his pride and joy. You produce enough saliva in your lifetime to fill a small swimming pool. Our bodies create all sorts of secretions we try not to dwell on in daily life. One of these is saliva, which you probably don't notice until you suddenly become aware just how much of the stuff constantly coats your tongue and mouth. Its primary purpose is to moisten food for digestion, and that means your body needs to have it on tap. Everyone produces different amounts based on factors like age, lifestyle, and fitness, but the general range is thought to be anywhere between 0.75 to 1.5 liters per day. In just one year, that's 273.75 to 547.5 liters. Why stop there, though? Let's say the average person lives for 80 years. That means your salivary glands could produce a maximum of 43,800 liters of the stuff in your lifetime, which is about as much as you need for a backyard swimming pool. Don't get any ideas though. Can you imagine diving into drool head first? Ugh. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you again next time you want to be amazed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.